We get a bonus episode this week, Rebels. I am so glad you joined us. This episode is with John Cooper, who's the lead singer from a band called Skillet. I'm sure you've heard of them. I've gotten to know John a little bit over the years. I got to interview him at a concert at Red Rocks and uh, seen him in Nashville a couple of times. And I found out he loves the movie The Shack. Yep, we're going to do a controversial one. The Shack, it's out in theaters. It is blessing people like crazy. I love this movie. I don't care about the flack. I don't care about the controversy. I don't care about the drama. I think it's a fantastic movie addressing an amazing topic that all of us struggle with, which is why do bad things happen to good people? Why? And this film addresses it. So, John Cooper is coming on the program today because he's a rebel parent just like you are and just like I am. Don't forget to see me every Monday and Friday live on Facebook Live, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, facebook.com slash Dobson. Sign up for the newsletter by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. And this program is brought to you by Ziggler Family, brings you families that win. Head to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dobson. Sign up for some great training on how to be a better parent and a better spouse, all from the Ziggler Family. They've got experts like Dave Ramsey, Mike Hyatt, Gary Chapman, and so many others teaching you to be a better parent and a better spouse. Laura and I are going to go through it with you. There's a bunch already signed up. So sign up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dobson. And now without any further ado, here's John Cooper talking about The Shack with me on Rebel Parenting. What was your introduction to The Shack? Was it the book? Um... Well, let's see. My wife read the book years ago when it, when it kind of came out. Yeah. And, you know, she really loved it. I, I kind of knew what it was about. And, uh, you know, that was kind of it. I knew it was an impactful movie. And, in fact, one of my good friends has a sibling. You know, it was kind of like, uh, like this whole family had come to Jesus. Like three of the four kids came to Christ, led their parents to the Lord. And the other kid was like, you guys have all lost your mind completely. I'll never, I'll never do that because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any scientific sense and blah, blah, blah. And read the shack when it, and got saved. So I had like little stories like wow. that that made me, yeah, that made me want to be a part of, of the film. And uh, it's a really long story of how we got involved in it that I won't share. And, but to tell you the truth, I don't even really know all the parts. It was one of those, you know, <laughs> all, the, all the stars aligned up and no one really knows how it actually ended up happening. Yeah. And they sent me, um, you know, a pre-release to uh, watch the film before we shot our video. And, uh, and I read the book beforehand. Okay. And I, I liked the book. But I loved the film. <laughs> I, I, it, it just, it just, it just tore me up, man. Yep. I, this book really, excuse me, the, the movie really, really impacted me. Yeah, I hadn't read the book. Um, you know, back in the day when it came out, there was the, I don't know, I call it so-called controversy. You know, people were like, oh, can you yeah. believe they had the character of God being a black woman? And I said, oh my goodness, you mean a novel had something that's not real? You know, <laughs> it didn't really sure. phase me. I was unprepared when I saw the film. I've got a five-year-old little girl, and this subject, it's everywhere. Why do good things happen to bad people? And yes. I'm so excited for it to come out because they really went after it. They didn't sugarcoat it. They went after no. a real topic. You know, I, I, I agree. And, and to be 100% honest, uh, just because why not, um, I absolutely 
would have been one of those people. If there's people listening right now that are kind of like, oh, I can't believe that, that, that Skillet would be a part of a film like this. It's heresy. And so I want those people to, to listen because I would have been one of those people. But mm. to, so I'm just going to be honest. I love theology and I get really annoyed at the church at large when we don't preach good theology mm-hmm. and we do convenient mm-hmm. things. And I would have been one of those people. Uh, and when I watched the film, I was like, oh, this guy, this is a story. This is so impactful. This yeah. isn't, this isn't Bible college. This is a story. And, and God uses, I mean, if God can use the matrix to speak to me, then mm-hmm. I assume he can use the shack, you know? So I think that coming at this without going, Hey, everything in this movie has to line up exactly with, you know, what John Calvin and Martin Luther believed. I don't think that's necessarily what this is really about. But man, this this movie has the most powerful picture of forgiveness I, I've ever seen, yeah. and, and it touched yeah. me in deep places in my life that I realized that I'm not loving people the way I I, sh- I ought, and that I thought I'd forgiven people for things, and I realized that really I haven't. And, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, it's it's changed me, and I love that. Uh, I love it. Th- I love that it's not really a Christian movie. It's more of a kind of a spiritual movie, and people that aren't Christians or don't even believe in God will still enjoy watching it. And I believe get something out of it because they, they talk about real issues. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I agree hundred percent. And I'm the same way. I hate bad theology. I, I really do. I also hate attaching theology to something that's clearly not theology. Um, and I think sometimes right, right. Christians jump on that, like, Oh, they said that in a movie and therefore you can't watch the movie. But this one went after it. It's a good story. It's something that affects a lot of people. And I see it brought up all the time. Oh, you Christians, you say your God is so good. Well, why did the tsunami happen? Why did the earthquake happen? Yeah, why exactly. do natural dis- And those are valid questions. That's the whole thing too, because when Christians answer back, oh, well, God said it, I believe it. That's enough for me. Well, it's not enough for people in the midst of grieving. I mean, my wife and I, when we were yeah. after Lincoln, uh, our 10-year-old, we tried to conceive a lot of times, and we had miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. And Oh, wow. Uh, when you go through times like that, knee-jerk pat answers aren't enough. And you do those soul-searching yeah. times, and you ask God why, and why again, and why so many times, and why won't you answer me the way I want you to? And there are answers for those questions. We can rest in our faith Uh and speak from, I think, great emotional and spiritual context. And I, I appreciate the film for that. I, you know, I, I think you said that really, really well. Uh, you should be a, a spokesperson for the film. <laughs> uh, because, you know, like, for instance, I have a, a, a really hardcore, hardcore atheist that, that works for me and, and my crew. Mm-hmm. And we talk about these kind of things all the time. And Sometimes he, he, he asks me questions and he has this, he has this look on his face like, okay, I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to come out with it. You really want to know what I think? Here it is. Mm-hmm. If God really loves people, then how come uh, he, he lets them die? You know, he, he asks me things that he thinks is so hardcore. And this movie asks the same questions. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, to, to, to find a kind of a spiritual movie when, when people are saying, Hey, we're not going to pull punches. Um, I just think it's really powerful. And, uh, and, and, and one of my arguments to people that are, that are coming from the other spectrum, which is people that are not religious, that are kind of like, Oh, I'm annoyed that we're even talking about God and this movie and both. You know, one of the things I feel really passionate about is this, that in culture, 
there used to be conversations of all kinds of different people all around the world. And God used to have what, what I call like a seat at the table in those discussions. Mm-hmm. And that would be with, in, in science, in philosophy, in art, yeah. uh, even in entertainment. I mean, it was, it was, it was all over the place. You, you can look back in history and you can see in the, you know, in the, the table of all the philosophers, you weren't mocked for believing in God. It was another philosophy, if you will. And today, you're mocked if you bring God into any arena of life. Mm-hmm. And I don't, know, I don't know why, because the majority of the people in the world do believe in a God. Right. So the idea that it's my, I just think it's great to begin to have discussions and, and, and to, to, for some people that are philosophers or scientists or whatever, mm-hmm. um, to, to even say, hey, it's okay that we bring up a spiritual thing here of, of maybe things that, that we don't understand and can't explain. And I think God should have a, a seat at that table, if, if you will. Definitely. So I think this movie does that. I think it does it as well. Um, and I really like what you're talking about, a seat at the table. I can be scientific and have a faith in God. Um, oddly yeah. enough, I'm a big UFC fan, and the commentator for the UFC, Joe Rogan, has an interview program. And he was talking about Ben Carson, who's now the Secretary of um, Housing and Urban Development. Yeah. And he was he was talking about his issues with Ben Carson's faith, while at the same time recognizing his accomplishments as a neonatal neurosurgeon, uh, if I'm even saying that right. I mean, he's one of the greatest... Uh, infant neurosurgeons to, if not the greatest one ever to walk the face of the earth. And he believes in God. And so what Joe was saying, and what I think you're saying as well, he deserves a seat at the table. Even if I disagree with this whole part of his life, everything else about his accomplishments, you can't ignore because you don't like that one part. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, another example, that's a great example. And another example is the fact that I, I know we're not here to talk about evolution theories and whatever, and I'm not trying to even get into it, but I'm just saying, for instance, there are lots of scientists that are renowned scientists who do not believe in evolution, mm-hmm. but, but everything that they're completely, <laughs> they're completely mocked because of that. So it's like, yeah, no, they're, they're really, really great science, except for this one stupidity thing they do or something. Yeah. And my, my point here isn't even to, to talk about whether people agree with evolution or not. But my point is, is that you should be able to, to have, like you say, separate, separate things that you believe that all come up to, to, you know, make a whole. And, mm-hmm. and so I think this, this movie could really do some good and uh, in, in those kind of conversations. And I, I honestly believe thousands of people are going to get saved from watching this film because it's, it's just really powerful. Yeah. And I, I think this leads us into great conversations. And it's, here's the good news. It's not a new conversation. If you go back into the Psalms, uh, when I was in right. college, uh, a friend of mine was uh, in an accident and he was in the hospital and, and I was bitter about it. And a, a theology professor asked me to read the Psalms. And I said, you know, I'm really not looking to get cheered up. And he started right. laughing and he said, oh, I'm, I'm not looking to cheer you up. In fact, get a highlighter and start highlighting crying, weeping, moaning, sadness, tears. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. David was saying, I'm weary with my moaning. I've drenched my bed with my tears. You know, where are you, Lord? He, he was wrestling with deep questions and we yeah. hold him as a man after God's own heart, a man after God's own heart in the lineage of Christ. 
questioned God, and God is bigger than those questions. He wasn't offended by the questions. He relishes those questions because it builds our relationship with him. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, it's funny, you know, I just don't hear a lot of people say that. But once again, I got to I got to amen you uh, because, uh, you know, there have been, you know, Skillet is a band that's obviously we're a Christian band, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, we sometimes say things and in um, maybe a bit of a darker way, or we have some songs that maybe don't seem uber hopeful to some people. And they say, man, Christian music is supposed to be you know, happy. It's supposed to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. And I've said so many times in interviews, I've said, hey, I just got to say, like, every time I read Psalms, I don't necessarily like get, like, right. get the feeling that everything is wonderful and, and everything is awesome. You know, it's not yeah. always like that. And, and even, I mean, uh, one of the things I've always been amazed about with David is is the fact that you know he didn't have a a Bible to read. How in the world did he mm. know God so well? You know, it's kind of weird actually. How did he How did he know that God was full of loving kindness and that His mercies are new every single morning? Mm. Like, how would he know that? It, it's just got to be intimacy with God, and he was telling God how he really felt. And, you know, I'm sure not every day was really wonderful fighting off lions from to protect your sheep. And that's right. So anyway, uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, going back to the other point, it would be as if saying, you know, you shouldn't be considered for the musical awards you've gotten because of your faith. You know, the band that you're in is, is survived so long because of how, how much depth you have as musicians. You know, it's not a flash in the pan. It's not a trendy thing. There's a deep musicality in your band that's lasted over, you know, decades now. Uh, and you, you right. deserve a seat at the table like every other band does because you've proven it. You've proven yourself. And I really appreciate you coming on. You guys speak out about things you believe in. You're not afraid of it. You attack, you know, you talk about it in your songs and your music and you really do set a great example. Well, thank you. That's really nice and encouraging. I appreciate that. Definitely. John, thanks so much. I appreciate your support in this film and for doing the interview, and uh, I can't wait for it to come out. And like you, I believe a lot of people are going to come to know the Lord because of it. Yeah, that's what I love. Well, it's great to chat with you again, man. Definitely. We'll do it again soon. All right. I hope so. Later. Talk to you later. All right. Hey, everybody. It was a short program for today. It was a bonus episode this week talking about the movie The Shack. Hey, if you've seen this movie, please write me. Hit me up on Facebook. You can email me, help at rebelparenting.org. You can go to my Facebook page. Tell me what you thought of it. Don't tell me what someone else thinks of it. Don't send me any more articles from angry pastors. Tell me what you thought about it. Did you go see The Shack? If you did, tell me what you thought. Email me. Hit me up on Facebook. Facebook Live every Monday and Friday, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern. Facebook.com slash Dobson. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll see you next week.